Hey y'all, welcome again to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and execs, and your host for Real Talk with Tamara. Now, of course, as I said before, this podcast is covering actionable and down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for the women who aspire to inspire while keeping it real. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes and comments are a currency. So please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. So what are we talking about today exactly? Networking. I love to network. I don't know about you, but networking is how I am able to just reach out there and touch someone with consent, of course, and really be able to connect with people about all things business. Networking, some people are good at it and others find themselves with sweaty palms wanting to just crawl into a ball and Netflix and chill, but we're not doing that. No, 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 no. I'm speaking to not only the extroverts, but the introverts out there too. I want you to win regardless of your affinity for crowds or lack thereof. Because at the end of the day, sis, closed mouths don't get fed. So while social media has amplified our efforts online and allowed us to connect with people in different time zones, there's just something a little bit different about the in-person human experience that can help push the needle in your business. Even speaking for myself, while I've found that I get a decent percentage of leads via Instagram. I get a lot of warm leads and referrals simply from word of mouth and networking. And while you probably don't need a lot of convincing, I wanted to share a few benefits of networking. So the first thing, of course, is it adds a face to a name when connecting with someone for the first time, especially if your initial connection was online, which leads me to my next thought. You can get a small intro or feel of their vibe. Everyone talks about vibe. But when you meet someone in person, you can get a really good idea. Is this person cool or not? Trust. I've met people in person that I just immediately clicked with. And then there were others where the nonverbal cues gave me just enough to say that there will be no love lost. (laughs) Next. You become top of mind when there is a need for your skill set and services. When you meet or connect with people in person, while he or she may not need your services directly, they become a point of contact for their network who may need what you have, which is why it's so important to get your 15 to 30 second pitch together, which we'll go over in the next few minutes. Also, that person trusts you over someone they haven't met in person. According to a Nielsen report, 92% of consumers believe suggestions from friends and family more than advertising, while 74% of consumers identify word of mouth as a key influencer in their purchasing decisions. So how can you make networking at events work for you where you're not breaking out in hives? I'm giving you three tips. Number one, set your own networking personal goal. For example, a goal can be to connect with two to three people, whether that is exchanging Instagram handles or business cards and making sure that you follow up within 24 to 48 hours. 
This is because the connection is still warm and the person still remembers who you are. When you do reach out via email, make sure that you include an invitation to connect. I found that using an automated system like Calendly is really great. Research who will be in attendance at these events. Will you be able to connect with him or her? Is your ideal client going to be at these events? These are questions that I want you to consider before heading out to network. This leads me to number two, commit to going to one or two events per month, knowing this is where your ideal clients are going to be. And even if that means paying to attend, I remember hearing a phrase coined by Mylee Till, the founder of Curlbox, who mentioned the idea of accelerated collisions. The idea being that you are financially investing in the future of your business by being in the same room as those that you aspire to be with or learn from in order to move your business further and faster. Maybe a grassroots approach has you meeting someone that's on your dream wish list in a year versus paying for an event where your one dream connection will be in your city two months from now. Sometimes it simply pays to play and be in the room with who you inspire to be and learn from. Third, get your 15 to 30 second pitch ready. And I want you to keep it simple. Simple is key. Consider this your objective and make it clear with what it is that you do. Drop those extra words. Tell me what you do. When someone asks me what it is that I do, my answer is this. I'm a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and execs. If they're intrigued, they'll ask more questions. So let's break down what your objective or your pitch would actually be. So the definition of objective is a specific result that a person or system aims to achieve within a time frame and with available resources. It is a very non-partial answer because at its core is simply what is it that you do? So let's go back to my sentence earlier. I'm a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and executives. So your objective is a breakdown of two things. One, what are you providing? So social media content or in my case, videography and photography, and for whom? Beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and influencers. Now, I actually will go into more detail about the objective when I do the brand voice series, but this is a really simple way of getting your 15 to 30 second pitch together. So if someone were to ask you, what do you do? and you gave me an answer of saying, empowering black women to live their best lives, I still don't know what you do, period. Are you a yoga teacher? Are you a marketing coach? Are you a brand voice coach? Are you a sales coach? Are you a high ticket sales coach? Like you have to be more specific. I see people say this a lot, which means we're not getting specific enough. 
Long story short, this is not to be confused with your power or mission statement, which is more in depth, which again, I cover in the brand voice series. Your mission statement gets deeper into your client's thoughts, thought patterns, and your competitive advantage. So long story short, I I don't want you to bore people with all the extra fluff. The thing about networking events is everyone is trying to meet as many people as possible because they know that it increases their odds of the ROI. So be succinct, be clear, be thorough. Speaking of being clear and to the point, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara. Real talk for real women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, love, peace, and do you, boo? Okay, one more thing before we get out of here. I want to make one more case for reviews and why we need more of them. So earlier in this episode, I talked about the importance of word of mouth and how far that can actually take you in your business. But you probably forget about reviews. Interesting fact, only 33% of brands ask for reviews from past clientele. So how exactly can we, especially as small businesses, increase that percentage? Incentivize. Encourage past clients to share their experiences with you by either offering a special rate or a gift card to their favorite place. Maybe it's Target or Starbucks. It doesn't have to be 20 bucks. Maybe it's $5 for every review that you receive, but you want to make sure that you get something in return from offering what is hopefully an amazing experience for your clients. When you're getting reviews, you want to make sure that one, you ask what they were experiencing prior to working with you, how was the experience during, and what happened to them after. Extra points if they're able to quantify it. So for example, if after working with you, they saw a 200% increase in their profit, you want to make sure that you're getting actionable results because that's going to make for a meatier um, review for your business. Another thing to keep in mind is that you want to use this as getting a pulse for your business. What worked? What didn't? You want to make sure that you're open to constructive criticism when you're getting these reviews from your clients. Last thing, if you feel like getting reviews is, yeah, yeah, Just in a recent study, actually not very recent, 2017, consumers read an average of seven reviews versus six the year before prior to trusting a business. So please, please, please ask for those reviews. All right, I am done. And as I said before, thank you for listening. Remember, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, love, peace, and do you boo.